Hey folks, it's Jeff Fuzzy Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you're listening to a new episode of Successfully Funded. Here we go. Let's turn it up. Turn it up. Land of crowdfunding, my favorite place in this world. You know, the land of free money from the crowd. I don't know, whatever. All right, guys. Uh, I am your host, Jeff Fuzzy Wenzel, CEO of Woodshed Agency, and your host here of Successfully Funded. And if this is your first time here, number one, thank you so much for showing up. Number two, this is what you're listening for. So we talk to project creators while they're in the middle of a campaign or their campaign has just finished up and we are trying to give them the most up-to-date information on what you guys need to be doing to become successfully funded yourself. So with all that said, that's what we're doing here, right? So today we're going to be talking to Andre from the uh, campaign Palma Brush. They are over on Kickstarter right now and they have, they're over 220K with 28 days to go. So folks, we're looking at a big campaign here. So you guys should definitely go be a gawker backer. Go check it out. Back the campaign. Even get the toothbrush. It's an electric toothbrush. Um, that's that's very hip and cool. Um, so go check out that campaign right now. The links are going to be wherever you're listening to this. The links are in there as well. So you can go grab those. Um, or you can go over to woodshed.agency. Go to our podcast. You can find the campaign there. And all the show notes will be in there. So go check out this campaign. Um, but with all that said, that interview is going to be coming up in a little bit here. Because if you're a regular, you know that this is my time. This is my 10 minutes to talk about what's going on uh, in my world here. So so buckle in, settle in. If you don't want to hear this, just keep hitting that fast forward button that, you know, depending on what app you're on, you know, you can just keep fast forwarding. You can get to the, you can just get to the interview, right? Because maybe this stuff you're like, man, this guy's annoying. I don't want to, I don't want to listen to this guy. And that's fine. But again, like I said, for the regular listeners, this is my time. This is my time to talk about what's going on in my world. So with all that said, what is it? What's going on in my world? Let's let's kick it off here. So we are in new contractor week. Yeah, we're, we've brought on two new contract. excuse me, three new contractors. Uh, so we got that going on. Um, and this is always a interesting time in Woodshed because, you know, we're moving so quickly as a business. We, found, we have found that we may not be the best um, at bringing on people and getting them to be acclimated and, and understanding what's going on and just... I mean, I literally plug them into an absolute chaotic world of like, I'll give you an example. We signed a client on Sunday and we're uh, li- like literally Sunday morning at 830 in the morning. I signed a client while I'm actually mixing at church, uh, signed the contracts. And now he wants to launch August 11th. I'm talking to you guys. It's August 6th, right? So like, um, okay. And you know, they've got a lot of stuff done. So it's a possibility that we're going to launch, but, but to throw people who are not in the crowdfunding space into this, I know it's like, it's a huge, huge thing. So like, so basically what I'm saying is that in these last uh, couple days here, I've been super, super focused on slowing it down my my communication really making sure that they all feel comfortable and understand the tasks because i brought these people on because i know that they can do the work it's just that can they do the work in this environment that really is is the key there that that chaoticness that can well it's controlled chaos there's no doubt about it um people who have worked for us before for a little bit can probably attest to it like it's nuts at first i mean it's just like boom it's a lot coming at you it's multiple different types of projects, multiple different companies to one, you know, we, I mean, in one day we can go from social security disability to a, um, a, uh, um, a, uh, 
Harry Potter-esque book on Kickstarter, right? All in the same day. Or we can go over to, I'm just looking at it right now, we can go over to, and we can do some craft jerky. We can do some uh, some artisanal jerky. From there, we can go uh, We can go over to a camera bag. Then we can go to a board game. Oh, oh and by the way, we got some political in here as well. We got some, uh, we had a Democratic uh, um, uh, candidate that we, we supported as well. That's like just, I mean, what I just mentioned there is all over the place. So it's, so it's that environment that we're being super focused on right now. Um, so yeah, that, we got that going on. So that's been a big thing. What, what, what else? I mean, what else is going on here? So I am really knee deep into intuitive eating. I might have mentioned this a few weeks ago. Um, I've started taking, I guess, uh, uh, I guess it's like therapy, but it's more around just this um, the study of 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 you know really thinking about what I'm ingesting and putting in my body, and it's more around the lines of not you know the it's the opposite of any sort of diet culture or even having that sort of stigma to it. It's not about dieting. It's just about being conscious of listening to your body as to when you need to eat, what you need to eat, what your body is saying to you. And, um, you know, uh, I guess my teacher or whatever you want to call it, my therapist, whatever you want to call her, um, Liz she did a great job. She's doing, doing a great job on this. Um, brought up a great analogy around like, you know, thinking about when you feel like you have to go to pee, you have to go pee, right? Like you feel this urge, you go pee. Um, where in the, you know, and you don't think about it. You just, hey, my bladder's full. I got to go empty it. And then when my bladder's full again, I go empty it again. But in the food world, it's like I will eat sometimes when I'm not hungry. I will, you know, just scarf it down to where I get so full that it's too much or I won't eat enough. And then I'm snacking all the time, whatever it is. Whatever, but it's about kind of getting tuned into really listening to your body. So that's where I am right now. Like I'm working on this. Um, and you know, as I'm going through this book, I'm, you know, a big thing that's first come out is like not pushing back your desires for what you want, right? Not, 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 um, suppressing them. And that's something that I do, right? So one of my big examples is like, I enjoy a nice glass of Coke at lunchtime. I don't know why I've done it my entire life. It feels like, I mean, at least back until I was younger. Right. Um, and it's something that I have like guilt around like it's not something that I'm like proud of and I don't even know why it's just you know it's and, and mind you I don't drink like a full one I'm talking like I just drink mine this is just this is just my thing right but like so kind of unpacking that I have all of these other emotions attached to this beverage for some reason um so one of the questions was like you know do you think about what you're ingesting when you're around people and you know I'm like no listen, I'm a pretty open book, man. If you guys listen to this podcast or if you've ever been to my house, you got, you know, people, my friends say I'm pretty open, but I do actually think about, Hey, I don't really want people to see me drinking this thing. And again, this is like, this is just my world here. So this is like what goes on in my head. And I'm like, you know, I, I, I don't know why I'd think that I just think that. And it's, so it's like unwinding that, that, that thing in my brain, it's unwinding that thought pattern. And it's saying, just drink the glass of Coke. It's all good. Nobody cares. Who gives a fuck? Just drink that. Just drink it. So I've been really working through like that sort of thought pattern. But the other big thing that's popped up is, and I'm going to pull out this workbook. I got to read some of these things to you. So like I'm in chapter one and, and again, majority of this stuff is, is designed for women. Right. And I, so I'm an anomaly trying this, right. To go through this. And a lot of this whole idea came is, is stemming from just the way my family and my specifically my dad's, um, uh, um, you know, uh, relationship with food and how that's impacted me. But, you know, as, so as I'm going through this, I'm just kind of going to read a couple of questions here around like, you know, um, 
like getting rid of the tools of dieting. I count calories or points to try not to exceed a daily total. I will not let myself eat a particular snack if it exceeds a certain amount of calories or points. I will not let myself eat a particular meal if it extends a certain amount of calories or points. When I eat at a restaurant, I choose entrees that have the lowest calories or points. I do not allow myself to drink beverages that have calories. I, I choose physical activities exercise based on the amount of calories it burns. So, I mean, that's just like, I'm supposed to fill this out and go, does anything's check off on me? And most of these don't. Um, you know, because I guess I'm, I approach everything, you know, like a 40-year-old guy. I don't think about half this stuff, right? The, you know, but the um, the what the diet culture in the U.S. has done to our ladies out there, it's shocking. And I cannot stress this enough on how much I want to be like, get this away from my daughter. I do not want my daughter, who is seven, to think anything about this, man. I do not want her in her head about dieting. And you know what? One of the things that's struggling with, I'm struggling with, I don't actually think I have a choice with that because of where we live. It's just like another sort of stick in the eye around, you know, your your daughter is going to be bombarded with body image shit, um, magazines, you know, YouTube videos, um, don't eat this, eat this, dieting, just this entire dieting culture is going to be jammed into her. And it pisses me off when I sit here because I have, I don't know if I have, I don't probably have any say with it. Uh, you know, we're not going to turn Amish and just get, you know, just hide and put our heads in the sand. But like, it's awful. And this book that I'm, you know, this workbook that I have to go through for this, I mean, it is majority women stuff, right? Because it's, it's where these, these diseases or this thought pattern or this unhealthy behavior comes from. It's just being stemmed from a lifetime of being told you have to diet or you have to look a certain way or you have to eat this, don't eat this, eat this. You know, this is the new trend. Um, and what we're seeing now, and I'm even seeing this for myself, I'm trying to acknowledge it. Like even in the, in the guy side, it's a little bit different. It's really not dieting. It's like life hacks. Hey, if you just eat, um, you know, if you eat this at like eight to eight thirty, then you won't have to eat the whole rest of the day, and that's your life hack. You can get extra stuff done. You can send extra emails. So, you know, the marketing world, guys like me, have you know adjusted the language to make sure that guys start thinking this way. And that's the second part is what I fall under: the the life hack. The I can okay, I can get more done if I did this, or I got this app thing that allows me to fast and say okay, it'll track X amount of calories if I do this, 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 and this. Right, like. All of these things start to create. It's, so that doesn't seem like it's a dieting world, but it really is. It's 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 putting these other, um, you know, these other uh, notifications into I should eat now, I should not eat now, as opposed to your body saying it's time to pee, it's not time to pee, right? Like, and it's like that simple. So, really, has truly been like eye opening. I'm I'm about a month in. You know, I've got a, probably another month or so to go, and I'm I'm in the I'm in the middle of the book here. And I'm journaling and I'm doing all the work here right now, but it's been very, very eye-opening. And, um, you know, it's one of those things where I'm just like, man, I do not want, uh, you know, I say my daughter because I just know that that's going to happen. It's more around the lines. I don't want, um, you know, Atticus. I don't want my wife. I don't want my friends to go through this. I mean, it just sucks. Just, just sucks. So I got that going on. And then what else? We got, well, getting some clarity around this school year, right? We keep getting a, getting fed like a squirrel here, just a little bit more information, sort of like a drip drip information coming into us. Um, but, you know, it looks like, you know, we've got some clarity around what what school might look like. Move, made some movement on the pod schooling, right? We got a document made, right? It's all about getting that first document made. You get that document made, you, Google, you share it out on the Google Drive, right? and, and you say, hey, everybody, there's at least... You know, we're we're serious enough that we've we've made it into a small spreadsheet, and now we have to add on it. 
Um, but it seems like, you know, everybody's starting to get really into it. Um, I think it seems like it's going to be cool, if, you know, if we, if we can do this. Um, and, uh, and, you know, just keep getting people on board, getting everybody comfortable, kind of getting, you know, watching some of the, you know, the pins fall into place um, in terms of like, this is what we think school is going to look like. You know, if it, like we just found out like it's probably going to go, uh, it looks like till um, 3.30, you know, so 8.30 to 3.30 is this virtual schooling. Um, so, you know, it's good to know that we're starting to get some of this info um, so that we can start to kind of plan what happens after that stuff. So, so a lot of stuff, lots and lots and lots of stuff. But all right, with all that said, let's go ahead and do a little bit of the dirty work here. Uh, I got to promote myself, right? You know, if you've gotten to this point, you must have enjoyed what I'm talking about, and you're, or you're just super excited for my interview here in just a minute with Palma Brush, which that's awesome too. If you guys are here for that, and you didn't skip through, you guys, if I knew you guys, I would give you a, a Me Wow sticker. That's a little Big Bang uh, reference there. If you guys are fans of Big Bang, a Me Wow sticker that you that you didn't. Uh, that you didn't push through. So with that said, um, if you are a thinking about, uh, excuse me, if you're thinking about doing crowdfunding, number one, go to woodshed.agency right now. There's all kinds of valuable information there. We've got, uh, uh, a, we've got the podcast, so make sure you're sub- smashing our subscribe buttons on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you're listening to this. Or if you're over on YouTube and you want to watch the video of this, smash that button, get that little ding, 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 you know, hit those. Um, You know, if you go another click, hit the blog section on our website, lots of valuable information there on how to, how to do this, how to be successful. Right. Um, You know, so we've got lots of valuable information there. You can go to our discord community. We've got a community there. We've got a private Facebook group that you can get. That one is called successfully funded. So go join that. And then last, you know, click the consultation. I give everybody 20 minutes. Let's talk. Let's talk about what you got going on. Now, next week I may not be around a lot because I'm on, but I am on a little bit of my vacation. So I'm going to unplug a little bit. Um, but you know, pick a time. I'd love to hear what you're working on. Uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, see if I can't guide you in, in a couple things. Cause again, we've seen almost everything. So nothing is, nothing is, is real new to us. Um, so hopefully there's so much valuable information out there. You guys are excited about that stuff and we can get you guys successfully funded with your campaign. So with all that said, Let's go ahead and kick my conversation with Andre from Palma Brush, and let's talk about his Kickstarter campaign that is absolutely killing it right now. So here we go. Here's my interview. This is where all the pressure comes in. So hopefully you're you're okay yeah. with it. You know, okay, right? It's fine. Let's start off. It's all good. <laughs> all, right, all right, good. Let's start off with a, a quick sound check. Uh, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Well, um, I actually had uh, fried eggs. Just fried two fried eggs. eggs and a croissant. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Any any drink with that? Are you uh, what kind of beverage you're going? Coffee. Uh, typically, Coffee. yeah. Just uh, just like a double a triple espresso. Uh, just double a triple espresso. And uh, yeah, I don't know what is it, the double or triple, but it's uh, quite a strong one. <laughs> so kick, yeah, get you going, huh? Get you all powered up for the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome, cool, awesome. Well, I think we're sounding good here. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we go ahead and jump into why we're actually talking and not about breakfast? Yeah. Um, so why don't you uh, tell my listeners one who you are and what your uh, product yeah. is over on Kickstarter right now? Yeah. So my name is Andre Majewski. I'm uh, one of the co-founders of. Uh, of a silicon uh, electric toothbrush called uh, Poma Brush. Uh, we've uh, came up with that uh, some time ago, and we just recently uh, launched it on Kickstarter. 
And um, yeah, it's been going since uh, July 21st. And um, so far, so good. Interesting, interesting. So for our listeners, kind of walk us through what is what is the Poma brush? What, what, what are we talking about here? What does it do? Yeah, so Poma brush is the, well, as we call it, uh, it's a premium silicon electric toothbrush uh, created for people, as I call, for people on the go. Mm. So both me and my uh, co-founder, we are... Um, serial entrepreneurs we've been traveling quite a lot uh i think the uh, in the most active years we've been traveling like 70 80 flights per year wow and that's been a hell of load uh packing and uh you know luggage stuff etc and also like taking care of some basics um and uh both for us uh toothbrush was uh, was something really um, in a way annoying so both like both of us had this problem, you know. Uh, on my end, that was uh, the fact that I I, I used to use uh, electric toothbrush, but uh, the one I used to is is a really bulky one. Uh, it it is bulky by itself, and it also mm-hmm. ha- has a bulky charger. And as I'm traveling like quite to different places, like um, I travel quite a lot in Europe. I used to travel quite a lot to United States, UK, Southeast Asia. So. On top of the of having like a bulky charger, uh, bulky uh, toothbrush, I would need like um, an adapter, <laughs> another adapter for um, for the uh, for my toothbrush charger, and uh, and I never wanted to use you know just like a regular uh, toothbrush while traveling, so that's been annoying on the, and the annoying thing on my end and um, on my co-founder's side. I don't know the way he brushes his teeth, but uh, any regular um, nylon toothbrush is just destroyed by him in two weeks. <laughs> so I think like he's the most aggressive uh, toothbrusher ever. Uh, I don't know. That's that, that's my most favorite joke when I when I stay at his place and just go to his bathroom and I say, "Oh, Taras, okay." <laughs> like <laughs> probably you just gotta you know just buy it bulk, whatever manual. <laughs> regular toothbrushes <laughs> and that's it and then we've been like as i said we've, we 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 had uh well, we still have um a business uh that we uh founded together like uh, five or six years ago mm. it's an event business in uh, in hr sphere because both of us we came uh from uh <clears throat> from an hr consultancy uh and we created a business uh, that is oriented on consulting for hr tech startups and um uh, events. So that was the reason why, why we were traveling. And then at some point we, we were thinking that, okay, probably we got to try something new, but it, it would not be an, an, a tech business. It will not be as like an app uh, mm-hmm. or whatever else. We wanted to create like a device, something that you can like feel, right? Yeah. And, um, and we were like randomly brainstorming different ideas and then like that was like um, I was packing. I think I was I was in Southeast Asia in Singapore or something like that, uh, and we were just chatting with him on on uh, FaceTime. And then it's like, wow, electric toothbrush! That must be something interesting. And that was just right in between when I was like packing my toy- toiletry bag, <laughs> and um, and um, and you know, and I was in my with my AirPods on. And I was like, okay, electric toothbrush, that would be a good idea, but that must be something somewhat different to what's like, uh, to what is available on the market. 
And then we, we started brainstorming this idea and we came up uh, to understanding that the one of the probably greatest things that Apple invented since recently was the AirPods. Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, the AirPods charger that could beat like these bulky chargers that would come as a case for an electric toothbrush and that would come as a charger for an electric toothbrush. Mm. And we were like super happy about that idea and like started brainstorming what what else we could do. And then we started just reiterating, reiterating. And uh, yeah, and then we decided, okay, that's going to be a good, good, good idea, good business to, to try. Yeah. And that was, yeah, th- this is how we came up with that idea. That's cool. That's cool. So what starts the process then now that you have the idea, you can kind of visualize and see it in your mind? Yeah. What starts to happen? I mean, if you guys have never made toothbrushes before, it seems like that's a pretty big jump into <laughs> making toothbrushes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the funny thing is that like neither me nor 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 Taras like are designers, industrial designers or product designers. So we were okay, we were uh, we were thinking okay, how are we going to solve this problem? Both of us we used to do like executive search and a lot of headhunting for our customers. So we thought okay, we just need a headhunt um, a, a product designer who would like who would listen to us and and do the stuff. So we we just jumped on Behance and started searching for uh, for a designer, <laughs> and uh, you know it's just like simple simple headhunting process. So we right. knew what we what we needed, uh, and we just we just got it. So we connected with we we had a few interviews with uh, with designers, and then we just uh, found the one we liked. Uh, we liked his portfolio, but importantly, he used to work for an FMCG company. That used to that used to uh, to to produce electric toothbrushes. So that was the critical point for us, not only to get like a whatever cool design that the designer can, of course, uh, create, but something that can be really produced and uh, and developed and 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 then lately sold. Uh, so we found that guy. Uh, with a great uh, experience uh, in um, in industrial and product design, we used to work for major um, FMCG producer of electric toothbrushes, and so we we kicked the ball rolling. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you know, now that you've had this, you're kind of putting this team together. What starts your guys' process in terms of prototyping and you know getting something physical to actually hold? Yeah. And- like what starts there was quite a lot of yeah there was there was quite a lot of like inspirational um work to be done because uh oh i just got a message that our project is 800 percent funded that's a good news yeah you guys are doing well <laughs> <laughs> uh i just got it from uh from kickstart that's good okay so um there were quite a lot of uh work on the inspirational side because uh, you know we had some silhouettes in uh, in mind. We had some brands that we love, and then we had to com- kind of communicate that to our designer, so he would also get our uh, way of thinking, and would also inspire in the same direction as we do. Mm-hmm. So there was quite a lot of work on just collecting references, uh, scrolling through brands that are not necessarily uh, devices or uh, personal care devices. We were just putting together aesthetics of brands we love from clothes, from um, from just regular um, accessories, um, so on and so forth. 
So just to create that kind of feeling and idea, we definitely knew what we wanted. So we never wanted to create a toothbrush with like top uh, top characteristics, like super powerful motor, like whatever um, Bluetooth or Wi-Fi or whatever connectivity. So we wanted a toothbrush that does the job on one hand. And then on the other hand, uh, also solve uh, the problem that I have of bleeding gums. And whenever I use like electric toothbrush, uh, from time to time, I've got that problem. And uh, there was a good reference, actually, that we looked at uh, in, the, uh, in the existing market of uh, electric toothbrush. Uh, there is a silicon one, uh, a silicon electric toothbrush available on the market, which is positioned in the, I would say, like rather luxurious segment mm-hmm. rather than even premium because pricing is, is, is really high. And uh, we, we thought, okay, that's a good idea, but we can definitely make it way better and uh, just make it in a way we, we, we would really be excited uh, of the product. Hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, then we went just iteration after iteration. I think we spent like in total around four to six months uh, on design. Okay. I think we just, we uh, got what we wanted to get quite, quite, uh, quite fast. Yeah. But then we were just, you know, improving and improving and improving. And then in the end of the day, I think, yeah, we spent like six months on the, on the final, on the final uh, prototype. That's cool. And, you know, during that time, what was the thing that was keeping you and your team up the most? Like, like keeping you up at night? Like what was like the big, we've got to figure out. This we just thing. wanted there, to make that we just wanted to make it happen. We just wanted to uh, to to build another business. That is, uh, that was a kind of a personal challenge for us as well, because mm. we wanted to build. We 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 wanted to build a product. We wanted to build a product outside of our uh, core domain. So we could easily build whatever HR tech startup and get quite a good community around that and customers, etc. But we wanted to kind of challenge ourselves, and essentially solve our like our own problems with Mm. with dental care and in the end of the day like dental care is quite an expensive thing when it comes to actual care or 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 um visiting dentists etc so two things so we wanted to solve our problem we wanted to create a product that people would love and we definitely saw that there is a certain niche in that plus the market is not that overheat heated with uh, whatever uh, other uh, devices and products. Mm-hmm. There is a number of brands uh, in the United States uh, that, is, that are that are well known to people, but um, still there is a place um, to, to, to discover and still there is enough to, to do. That's cool. That's cool. So in this process, where does crowdfunding start to kind of fit into, hey, you know, we should, we should try to crowdfund it? We were thinking, like, how do we get money for that? As uh, our core business was running quite well, so we were self-funding that stuff uh, since the very first day. Uh, we also had some support from friends and family. Um, and then at some point, we realized that, okay, that's been going really well. We love, what, uh, we love our progress, but, like, we want to make things faster. And then at some point we realized that, okay, we just want to raise uh, a little bit of funds, but in a nutshell, we're going to do that on, on, on a crowdfunding campaign because we understood that um, that's on one hand, a really good uh, validation 
of the product by the market on one hand and then on the other hand that's a, that's an amazing way to promote product and have have a great pr in a way we 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 see the product and we were like probably that's quite um self-confident but i was like super confident that that, that people would love the design and that was uh the core so design and now uh once we actually get backers we get potential customers so the customer support and customer service is i think the um, the cornerstone of what what we do and what we're going to do in the in, in the future cool yeah that's great now as I you was kind also of go like oh, yeah. yeah go ahead but, no no go for it i was just saying that i've i've been using uh another thing that like pushed me to the idea of ultimate uh customer support is that i've been using one of those uh expensive um electric toothbrushes the the, the silicon one that i mentioned like i bought it for almost 200 dollars mm. and then the metallic shaft that connects a brush head and 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 brush um and and brush body it just got broken in two months of usage <laughs> and i and i was i was never uh supported by the customer support and i was told like oh you know that's probably your problem because you were pushing it so hard on your on your teeth and i was wondering okay <laughs> how should i press it on my teeth so the metallic shaft just got broken right and that was not really good i paid like yeah. almost 200 bucks wow Wow. Yeah, that's that stuff's nuts. You can it's it's funny how you see customer service in a different light when you're trying to do your own business of like, and that's not good. Yeah. That was not a good experience. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, yeah. I one of the things that, that I I always think is challenging for a lot of business owners is to to know that they are still ready for crowdfunding. So as you're going through this process of making prototypes and 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 you know designing and all that sort of stuff, when do you know though that you have something that's ready to be photographed and put in video? Like when did you know that you had something that you sh- you should now start to show the public. I I've received our first uh, prototype uh, I think like a year ago. That was uh, that was June, and I was so excited. Uh, and when I un- un- unpacked it, I I almost immediately realized that it's it's actually okay to be photographed. Mm. We had some issues with uh, with the charging case that was not uh, really well um, uh, produced. Uh, and uh, that was definitely uh, enough room for improvement. So, but that was the brush itself was good. So I started mm-hmm. using it immediately, and I've been using that sample for I think like half a year. <laughs> um, and uh, and yeah, that was uh, that was uh, working really well for me. Uh, and then we just uh, kept working on the uh, on on the. Um, technical characteristics uh, on the product itself on uh, video um, scenario etc and then at some point we ordered and actually we started working on the other product in the product line of Pomo brush mm-hmm. uh, that was a great idea but we decided to to put it on hold for a little bit uh, we're gonna launch it later on for sure and people would definitely love it absolutely love it that's like an ultimate uh, travel package uh, mm. for do- for dental care, uh, for or- oral care. Uh, but um, yeah, later on, I think last November, we've ordered another four samples. We, you know, we've got like four yeah. different colors. So we yeah. wanted to see how these colors look like 
So we ordered them and then I realized, okay, that's a great thing. So it's ready to be uh, on the Kickstarter. And then I think the most complicated part for us uh, was uh, actually scenario for the video. And I think that like that took us quite a lot of time to actually mm-hmm. uh, to finalize and be sure that this is something we are ready to go with. And, you know, video production, I never thought that's going to be that expensive. <clears throat> and I was like, I, I, I couldn't justify myself spending like 50 grand on, on, on a Kickstarter video. Um, and we were just, you know, testing different ideas, talking to our marketing specialists and, and friends and everybody around how to, you know, make it more or less uh, money friendly. Mm-hmm. But do not compromise on the quality. So that was, I right. think, the most complicated part. Uh, I had like ready to go samples back in November 2019, mm. but then it took some time for us to to end up all of the ideas on the video. And once video was ready, we were just good to go. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, let's let's flip over. We actually, I mean, you've mentioned it a little bit about the Kickstarter being 800. But while we're talking right now, you have 34 days to go. You're over a thousand yeah. backers. And you're at a oh, I'm wow. in US dollars, Over so you're at about a hundred, yeah, about yeah, one thousand eight backers right now. You, you, but I'm when we're looking right now, you're at uh, just under one hundred sixty thousand dollars US. So it's oh, a wow. it's a great campaign okay. already, right? Great campaign already <laughs> with a lot more days to go. Um, what were yeah. you looking for behind the scenes to know that you were ready to launch? Was it a certain amount of email addresses or Facebook comments? What were you looking for that yeah. said, "All right, we're ready to launch this campaign." Yeah, well, definitely we were building a community of like early supporters just, you know, to um, to be sure that this is something that converts really well. Uh, over the course of the development of, of us as a company, uh, my business partner, Taras, he brought another guy to the, uh, to the team, uh, another Andre or Andrew. Mm-hmm. So that guy is super strong in, uh, in uh, Facebook marketing and in social media marketing in general. So that guy brought us tremendous uh, acceleration in terms of the uh, positioning our product online, into tapping into different audiences, cross-promoting, etc., etc. So we did our homework um, on, on, on lead generation, etc. So we built up a certain audience in terms of lead gen. Lead gen. We've built uh, quite a good community on, uh, on Facebook. Uh, and then, and then we decided, okay, that is good to go. Uh, so we have we have enough um, support, kind of you know early support and interest. And we also saw, I think, one of the most important things for us in order to go ahead was to was to get an understanding that this thing is going to work well as a business. So you can raise whatever amount of money you want, depending on how much you're ready to spend, right? On, on right. promotion and marketing, etc. But unless it doesn't make sense as a business and the economics of the business doesn't work, it doesn't make sense to launch and actually do this thing, right? Right. So once we also were sure that uh, the, um, the economy works really well, uh, so we decided that that's another uh, green light for us uh, to go to go ahead, and uh, and as of now we just understand we we have a couple of like soft goals and like um, and and hard goals in terms of um, in terms of uh, funds to be 
to be raised or backed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and yeah, so we are now pretty much confident in that. That's awesome. What has been like the most kind of unique thing for this campaign? Maybe something you guys had, didn't think about at all, or, you know, something maybe behind the scenes of like, wow, I can't believe we're getting this much support from you know, a certain country or something. Has there been anything that's just sort of stuck out that you guys yeah. just weren't expecting? In terms of countries, I wouldn't say that there was some some surprise. I think in terms of the geography, current geography is pretty is pretty typical for uh, for Kickstarter campaigns. I'd love to get more um, uh, more attention from Southeast Asia. Mm. Uh, I know that uh, South Korea and Japan, these guys are pretty uh, pretty used to silicon toothbrushes. So that would be good to tap into these markets. But so far, typical typical geographies work pretty well, like US, UK, Germany. Mm-hmm. So this this type of countries, Singapore is going well as well. Australia for sure. Uh, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, and when it comes to what was happening behind the scenes and that make made us really happy and keep making us really happy is that I see people from the big brands start uh backing us that's thing number one and thing number two people from top brands uh start adding me on linkedin (laughs) and start emailing me telling to me that oh wow that's a great product and that's a very very good design and a lot of people are saying that video is really good and that makes me super happy (laughs) because we spent like hell lot of time on actually (laughs) making that video happen yeah it is a great video it's a very good video. That's cool. Yeah. And, and what, you know, when you're kind of building out this Kickstarter page, are you guys in your mind thinking about a buyer persona at all or thinking about, you know, this is who we expect to, to purchase this or who we're trying to relate to to help kind of focus the content at all? Well, of course, I do have some kind of uh, ideal backers or ideal customers, mm-hmm. but I don't think that this is at the moment the most important part. Or that I'm 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 really gonna drill down to get this type of people. Of course, I see my product as a something upper segment, but uh, with the perception of an upper segment or premium product available to to the masses. So yeah. essentially, we wanted to bring like a premium product available to to to, to people who just don't want to overpay for. Uh, $300 for a toothbrush like with with seven modes that don't make sense to you and then so on and so forth. But on the other hand, I also wanted to see that people who, like, who are really investing a lot in, in dental care are, are buying this product, not just as, as, as not just buying it as a, as a device or as an attractive toy, right? So I, mm-hmm. I, I really want to see like a... Uh, appreciation from um, I don't know from well-known I don't know journalists bloggers probably influencers or maybe top executives I get like invitations on LinkedIn from executives of large FMCG companies Mm. if they would start buying this that would be also good (laughs) that would be great uh, so what happened? I mean, what do you guys? In the end of the day, of course, we were. Yeah. Go, oh, go ahead, ahead. Go ahead. ahead. No, go for it. Go for it. Now, I, I was just saying is that as we uh, when we came up with an idea of that product somewhere in between our travelings, I would also love to see that product 
as like as a as a must-have device uh, in a toiletry bag or or just in a backpack of a frequent traveler of a mm-hmm. person who you know travels uh, regardless in a business class or economy class, but with the person who really traveling the world inside out. But I think we 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 need to kind of to for the time being of COVID and 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 things like that when traveling is not that obvious <laughs> thing these days. Yeah. So yeah. As cool. long as people are happy, I'm happy. Whoever buys that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's a good motto. Um, so for these next 34 days, what are you and your team thinking about doing just to make sure you guys keep that energy up, keep backers, keep coming in? What are you guys What are you guys thinking about keeping it going? Just a few days ago, I've, I've put up a list of, I think, like um, seven or eight uh, products to the, uh, to the product line of Pomo Brush that we're mm-hmm. going to gradually roll out. Some of the products or some of the features that I wanted to give people, um, it's hard to, to introduce it now due to the uh, production process, which is, uh, which is really sad. But, well, uh, we're going to roll it out uh, step by step. But uh, we, have, we have, like, I think five really, really good, ide- good ideas that we're going to launch. And uh, our, our goal is to, is to give uh, another additional product after each 100,000. So I believe 200,000 is going to be really, really soon. And uh, I just had a conversation with my designer like uh, a few hours ago uh, today about a good product uh, that would actually be really, really helpful for people with uh, small bathrooms who don't have enough place to, you know, to, to store everything on near the uh, near the sink or, mm-hmm. or whatever horizontal surface so we're gonna launch a, launch a good uh, a good addition but like it's it's a very very small um, accessory but it's gonna be really helpful cool. uh, and then we had this idea of different uh, colors uh, for charging case so this week we launched our all black set which is, I think, completely amazing and, and, and it's super stylish thing. Yeah, I, I really want to get it because I have the, the white one, uh, but yeah, I think the black one is just going to be super solid. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. So, you know, once the Kickstarter ends, all the money gets in the bank account, what starts happening for you to get these toothbrushes in backers' hands? Yeah, we start, we, we, we start like mass production. And uh, everything is, uh, we are now in very, very active preparations to, to set up the production line. We are working on the mold uh, very actively these days. Uh, and I think uh, within a few days, uh, we're going to finalize things with the mold. Uh, and uh, as soon as we get, uh, get our campaign completed, we uh, push the button. And the first batch of, I think, roughly 5,000 units is just going to be just going to be produced. Gotcha. And then we're going to start shipping. And then we're going to start shipping and building building a company around that. I think uh, that's going to be something like a um, like a remote business. Uh, I don't think that we're going to you know like build up a huge office mm-hmm. things like that. But we're going to be remote. Uh, and I think. This reality of recent months is just uh, confirming that that's going to be a really good model. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. So, um, you know, so for a product like this, 
I mean, you guys are shipping worldwide. How are you guys approaching shipping and handling and that sort yeah. of that 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 potential nightmare that could uh, that could kill your company? That must be that must be a really really huge headache for us. Uh, we've got a partner already uh, who is working with uh, different uh, Kickstarter brands, and uh, seems like these guys know the business and uh, they are pretty confident in terms of. Um, shipping products worldwide and uh, these days we are talking to different uh, companies or brands that were launching on on kickstarter or other crowdfunding platforms uh, who were using uh, this uh, kind of service as a as, as a logistics partner and all of them are actually saying okay yeah that's a, that's a good company to work with these guys know the business so we are pretty confident that we're gonna we're gonna work with them and i hope COVID will not impact uh, delivery time. I wrote that in my risks and challenges uh, statement that that might be an issue. And I, I, I expect people would understand that if, 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 if things hit the fan. But I, I, I really hope that uh, that's not going to happen. That's not yeah. going to happen. Yeah, definitely. So, and then I guess for the company as a whole, where do you guys envision the next one, maybe two years to five years out is it just constantly staying in the product design around dental health or do you just, or moving away, moving out into travel? Like where do you guys sort of, what's your, the roadmap that you guys can kind of visualize your company looking like? Yeah, that's a good idea. So at the moment, I think we're going to nail the oral care industry and, mm -hmm. uh, and just uh, create a very, very good um, ecosystem around our products. So that's not only going to be like physical products. We also want to add some, added value services for for travelers uh, for just for regular users of Pomo brush we definitely want to tap into um, into kids oral care mm. and we had quite a lot of requests about that so I think uh, we, we we're gonna stay for some time in, in dental care and then we're probably gonna go um, outside for for other brands I love I love uh, multi multi product brands. Like my yeah. complete obsession is Dyson, <laughs> um, so probably one day we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna compete with these guys, or at least uh, <laughs> stay close to each other. I, I, I love my Dyson uh, vacuum. It is uh, it picks up the dirt real well. It's a good vacuum. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, so I've been ending each one of my conversations a little bit off topic, not so much about the Kickstarter. Uh, it's more of a lightning round. So if you're ready for it, I'll shoot you these questions. Which questions, sorry? You ready? I'm going to shoot you some quick questions that aren't about Kickstarter. Oh, quick questions. Yeah, yep. sure. You ready? All right. Uh, what have you been watching on the streaming? Have you been watching anything on Netflix or Hulu or any of those uh, services? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, Netflix. Yep. What's the what's the what's the latest thing you've watched that you've enjoyed? The latest thing, uh, how was it called? The Prison Break. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I saw that one in my uh, my list of things I could watch. All right. Yeah. Uh, is there a book that you've read lately? Yeah, uh, that was uh, Louis Gerstner about his journey at IBM. Okay, that's a nice one. Good one. How about a movie? Has there been a movie that you've watched lately? Movie, movie, movie. Uh, I don't remember the one, uh, the, the last one I watched, but I really want to watch the new, uh, like an epic saga on the World War II on Apple mm. TV. 
that was yeah. just recently launched. I don't remember. I don't remember the title think, of that. Uh, but, yeah. Gray is that the Greyhound? Uh, Greyhound with Greyhound Tom Hanks, something, something like that. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah. That's on my Apple TV too. It's it's up there. Yeah. It's up there. How about um, how about podcasts? Now, I mean, I know you listen to mine all the time, and you're a regular listener for mine. But is there any other podcast yeah. that you listen to? Uh, that's a hard story. I was I've been trying to to step into podcast life uh, for multiple times, and like it's I'm not yet there, unfortunately. There. Okay, right. uh, I've I've been I've been really trying. I've been trying. I've been trying listening to podcasts in different languages on different topics, but like nah, yeah. I think I, I'm gonna get there. No, no. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. My last one will be, uh, is there, is there like a website you go to or a blog or, or a resource you go to to sort of stay up on, on your industry or marketing, whatever it might be. Is there something that you kind of go to as a resource? Uh, I like Inc. Mm. Inc.com. Yep. I like Forbes. I think that's pretty, pretty, pretty standard, but that's a good one. I like Inc. I like Forbes. I I spent some time on TechCrunch and uh, Wired to keep up with uh, with things that are happening around. Um, and I well I also read the Bloomberg quite frequently mm-hmm. uh, to stay on top of what's happening with uh, with you know big world and big business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. The world. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Well, where should yeah. we send people? Where should people kind of go outside of the Kickstarter to dive into your world and, and research what you guys are working on? I think Facebook is a good place to be in. Okay. Facebook and, and Instagram accounts. I think for now, this these things are these places are the best uh, to stay to stay updated with us. Uh, I can encourage people uh, emailing me at support at pomabrush.com. And like 95 to 99%, I will reply personally. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. We are also working with uh, some of the bloggers and influencers who are gonna, who gonna talk about uh, Poma Brush as well and probably talk with us. So we're gonna also share our ideas about the product. But um, yeah, for now, that's our social media accounts. And of course, that's Kickstarter page, because yep. uh, if if you go to comments uh, section, you will see that uh, most of the questions are answered either by me or by Taras. So again, this this is our promise on customer service. Very cool, very very cool. Well, it's a phenomenal campaign, and this is this is going to be a big one here. You might you're going to probably be a Kickstarter unicorn. So congrats on that. A uh, lot of days left to go in the campaign. <laughs> Lots of days left. Um, and uh, yeah, it, big fans over here. I'm going to be watching it from my end, and I uh, wish you. Wish you continued luck and success here in the future, man. Really great campaign. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff. Good talking to you. Great talking to you as well, man. I'm glad we could connect. Thanks. Bye. All right. How about that conversation? You know, A, we talked in a car, but I'll tell you the other thing about this, this conversation that was just like fascinating to me as I was doing the interview. And I kept thinking this. I was like, I am, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a guy from Ida, Michigan very small town, right? Uh, and I am on the phone right now doing a Zoom interview with a guy in Russia sitting in his car and I'm watching like Russians walk by on the street and we're talking about an electric toothbrush and and how he travels to like China and his, you know his his business and I just kept thinking over and over I was like what a what a crazy like thing that he is on his his smartphone 
on like a 4G or 5G network in Russia, in his car, doing a podcast interview with me, sitting in Detroit, Michigan, and we're having a conversation to the point where, you know, we've emailed back and forth a couple times, you know, we, we bonded. That's crazy. That's those things that I'm like, man, I love what I'm doing right now. It's cool. It, it, it's pretty cool, right, at the end of the day. So, all right, all right. I'm ranting. Okay, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this interview. Um, I may be around next week. I'm not sure how I'm going to pull off the podcast. I've got some interviews tomorrow that are lined up, and I will be on vacation next week, but we will try to get those out to you guys. Um, And, uh, you know, so I hope you guys do well. Stay safe this weekend, and I'll talk to you all next week. We tiptoed around our pain. You couldn't look at my face. I saw you standing there, another world away. Holding in our hate can only turn to rage. It's best we turn around before they lock us both away. Every time I see your face. So much time Another minute with you Can make me lose my mind So you can go to hell That's where you belong I can't believe I took the time To write you this song Every time